I'd like to take a minute to thank this week's sponsor, Duluth Coffee Company. Duluth Coffee Company holds a special place in my heart. Not only is their coffee amazing, but they're the first local business to not only believe in what we're doing here at Unsigned Pop Punk and the Where Did All My Friends Go podcast, but to sponsor an episode and help us fund this project. Duluth Coffee Company started with one person's love of coffee, roasting it out of his garage and delivering it with his old F-150. Now you can find Duluth Coffee Company anywhere from online to grocery stores to restaurants and their own cafe and roastery in downtown Duluth, Minnesota. You can shop for all things Duluth Coffee Company at www.duluthcoffeecompany.com. They have everything from their coffee and coffee subscriptions to merch and equipment. And if you're in the Duluth, Minnesota area, stop by the cafe, get some coffee, and let them know that Unsigned Pop Punk sent you. Thank you so much again to Duluth Coffee Company for sponsoring this week's episode. I still have like my original like He-Man and Battle Cat and stuff from when I was a kid and a bunch of other crazy stuff like that my dad just kept around. Same dude. I'm I'm so lucky that they that they kept them. They brought them all down um because I'm in South Carolina now, but they just had a okay. giant just trough of all of my all of my stuff like all in one. I was just pulling out, I was like, this is this is amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Child heaven for sure. Absolutely. And like when you're like going through it and be like, oh, I remember this. Yeah. I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> like I still like my dad had brought over actually it was like six months ago, maybe. And like it was like a garbage bag full of just random shit that he's like, well, I found more things. And it, most of it was like incomplete figures or like weapons that went with figures and i was like right. i remember i picked one of them up i'm like this was the flamethrower from fucking rambo my yeah. rambo action figure i remember that <laughs> <laughs> same exact same here picking it up i was like that was from the michelangelo ninja turtles he was a uh, surfing mikey and that was uh something that went on his shoulder or whatever yeah yeah just like the just the little pieces that went with it you, like somehow you can remember them yeah i can't do long division anymore but i've got that I, I mean, to be fair, I never really did long division well. So. <laughs> I didn't do it well, but it was done. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe done. Maybe All done right. at best. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Where Did All My Friends Go podcast, a podcast about life in the music industry. Today, we have Nick Thompson on the show. Nick Thompson's a founding member of Hit the Lights, Thief Club, songwriter, and producer. Nick, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Heck yeah. So, like right out the gate, I've been I was I was looking at stuff. I saw that you did a you know a post for Thief Club yesterday. You know, you uh have announced a new EP titled Don't Get Too Attached coming out. What are you able to tell us about it? Uh, well, it's something I've been working on um, probably since, I think, December of last year. Um, Thief Club has always been, um, those that know it, people might not know it. Either way, it's always been a little side project for me. Mm -hmm. uh, it started out um, kind of like dumping off any 
songs that I, that didn't work out with Hit the Lights, you know, that I wanted to explore more. It was kind of just a way for me to, um, I guess, creatively uh, move my songwriting along and stuff uh, rather than just kind of relying on everything to be through Hit the Lights. Mm-hmm. Um, so over the years, I think it's it, a lot of people know that it's just sounds like pop punk. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of been it. It hasn't been really a vision for it. It's just been an outlet for me to just keep releasing music. Uh, but this past year, I kind of uh, settled in, especially after the pandemic. I built a baritone guitar in my free okay. time. So I was like, I'm going to get some use out of this baritone guitar. Um, and started getting uh, kind of off into a, a more, I guess, spacey, ethereal, uh, heavier vibe. Um, yeah. Kind of giving a real direction to it that I've never given people before. Um, so I, I was sitting on these songs, started making videos for it, just kind of let the creative process take me. And um, that was when I really didn't know what I was going to do with it. Um, especially when you're releasing songs nowadays, I didn't know if I should put it out on a label. Mm-hmm. Um, I should just release it streaming. Kind of when things come out streaming, you kind of just drop things off and, you know, they're just out there and they right. either get into the ether or you get some type of marketing behind it. Um, so what I'm, I'm trying a new thing here and it's basically... I'm just letting all the Thief Club fans, if they want, they can purchase this album ahead of time because um, it's going to come out eventually anyway. But what I'll do is anybody who wants to purchase ahead of time um, basically will bankroll my uh, all of the the funding for marketing and stuff for my songs. So okay. it's kind of like a, a, a weird, uh, I guess, experiment that I'm trying right now. <laughs> where I'm just giving people the opportunity if they want, they can support and, and in return they get, you know, a bunch of new songs and a new video right off the bat. And uh, in turn, they also give me um, give me something as well. So it's something mutually beneficial and I thought made a lot of sense kind of on, I want to say the same terms as uh, crowdfunding, but right. uh, a little different. And mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I'm just kind of putting my stuff out there. And it, I, it was the first day I, I announced it yesterday and it's been awesome. People have responded wonderfully and i really didn't know where if people would want to come with me uh in the direction that i'm taking thief club um but everyone's been really nice and said they've enjoyed it so far i don't know if they're just being nice <laughs> but a lot of people have gone on their way and saying they like it so and i'm sure there's some people that don't like it and they're just being nice and don't tell me but um yeah so that's where it is now i said pure experimental phase um with the new video coming out soon and i'm, I'm sure it'll be released officially and probably around start rolling it out in about two months i'd say okay yeah, because I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it's good, Nick. Because like everything you got, you have done with Hit the Lights or Thief Club, you know, any of that stuff so far it has been great. Like, I at least my personal opinion, I Thank think it's you. great. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm stoked I, to hear I never the new expect stuff. people to, you know, I, I I know that sometimes I'm known for a certain sound too, especially with with Hit the Lights and stuff. Um, and that's okay too. I'm perfectly mm-hmm. happy with that. Uh, this is just, you know, Thief Club gives me a little leeway to get. Uh, a little weirder with stuff and i'm oh, right. kind of utilizing it that way so yeah absolutely i mean it's a side project so you know or you know solo project or what you know with anything that's outside of what you know your normal project is you know it gives you those opportunities to try something new try something different so it doesn't it doesn't have to have any kind of like it can it can be a little chaotic can be chaos it doesn't matter Absolutely. It's, it's yours. all stuff out too. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just opening, just pushing on doors, peeking my head in, see what I like about stuff. But if, if I like, it, I'll take it with me and I'll just keep on moving. <laughs> Hell yeah, absolutely. So you kind of, you know, were talking about how it started, uh, how Thief Club started. 
Um, so it kind of you you started the project or at least announced it around 2012. Uh, released the first album, Just Give Up, uh, in late 2013, early 2014, depending on where in the world you were. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so what made you want to start doing this? Um, it kind of started after Hit the Lights released uh, Invicta, which was mm-hmm. a record that we came out with after four years. We got stuck on a major label for a while. Um, finally, we were fortunate enough to get released off of it. Um, and at that time, we kind of came out of it, um, you know, a different band because we'd been put through the ringer of, of songwriting and stuff. And, um, you know, kind of was very confused. I know I was very confused about who I was as a songwriter after that. You know, I, my confidence was gone, you know, because I'd been working with different songwriters and hearing different things for right. two years. Um, so once Invicta came out, um, I think a lot of people were expecting um, like Skip School Start Fights 2.0. Sure. And it just wasn't that, you know, and it's not something, it's just not the way we could have gone anyway with all the stuff we went through. But um, touring on that album kind of drained everyone, I think, because mm-hmm. um, the album didn't do that well. And uh, so we all went home and kind of just took a break from touring and stuff. And we're just kind of over it because we've just been through, you know, five years of hell, really. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just trying to release an album. And that was mm-hmm. never what it was meant to be. You know, we right. always wanted to just have fun. And, you know, it became a, you know, we, we got caught in the machine and that's just what the music industry is yes um (laughs) so we i think we i probably went about a year without even thinking about music um and then slowly but surely i started um dusting off these old demos i had and um the more i listened i was like you know i i like these songs i i want to see them come to light you know it might they might not come through with hit the lights but um you know i still need to see them through Mm-hmm. so that's kind of how thief club came about where i hit up uh, rob freeman my good friend who um did skip school start fights and our coast coast ep a couple mm-hmm. other things and uh just went out and it was just a cathartic experience of just recording this record of all these demos that i had you know and kind of finding my my creative passion again um and you know kind of using that as uh as an experience to get these songs off my chest so i could move on as a songwriter to the next thing um which basically led to hit the lights um summer bones which is you know to this day one of my favorite releases by us so far so um that's kind of where it started it, it wasn't meant to touring like that it was just a pure studio project um just to, to just to to get out my my creative juices um that sounds gross no but, uh, it, it it i i get it though it I my mean, juice man that's all you gotta release the juice man <laughs> squeeze it baby <laughs> uh. But yeah, but I mean, thankfully, I think that you know, I and I once we released it, um, people all kind of want to hear it because a lot of that stuff kind of sounded like hit the lights anyway. You know, a huge part of it was pop punk stuff, so uh, right, yeah, obviously, people uh gravitated toward it rather easily because it was a easy, easily digestible, you know, catchy pop punk songs, and that's kind of how it got its start and kind of went from there, right on, right now. This is something I I, I I've always wanted to know. Yeah. Did the name Thief Club come from the Obama McCain South Park episode? Yes. Where they're trying to steal that diamond. Yes, that's exactly where it came from. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Good job. It's uh I couldn't believe it wasn't a band name when I looked it up. I couldn't right? believe it. I was like, I'm I'm not jumping on this right now. Yeah, and you had like it's so good. And that's such a good episode though. Oh, it is. It is. Like, good thing. Good on you, man. That's great. Love it. 
<laughs> so we talked a little bit about Thief Club. We'll hop into a little Hit the Lights stuff here. So Hit the Lights formed in 2003 where you were originally on guitar and backing vocals until you took over the lead vocalist position in 2007 after Colin left. Correct. What was the transition like switching roles from being a guitar player to the front man? Uh, I hated it. <laughs> uh, I definitely, um, even when we were looking for singers, we spent about probably almost a year um, trying out a lot of people and stuff. And there are were, there were a lot of really talented, awesome people. Mm -hmm. um, but we had to keep in mind, too, that we, we needed someone that we'd get along with in a van, touring nonstop for a while. And the, that, per, that magic person didn't come. And uh, we had floated around. Uh, me being a vocalist, I had no interest in it whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I was very happy playing guitar, doing backups. Um, so, you know, and I credit Rob Freeman, too, when we finally decided, and I credit uh, Fred Feldman from Triple Crown, too. Shout out to Fred Feldman, who backed us up with this insane idea that all of a sudden this dude who's never <laughs> sang for a band before sure. was going to take over. <laughs> and then we went in with a, you know, a you know, lesser known producer, too, nonetheless. Um, and we had two months to really figure it out and me try to figure out who I was, what my voice sounded like. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was just the first, you know, half of the struggle. And I'm glad we had the two months to do that, you know, for me to start finding my voice. Um, but then transitioning from a guitarist to a front man in a band is a whole nother world. Completely different. Completely different. And, um, I'm not the most social person anyway, never have been. I thoroughly enjoyed being a background guitarist. Um, and when you're a front man, you really have, you know, you have to be the one to talk to people too, but you have mm -hmm. to be at the merch table mm -hmm. uh, and all that. So I think it was, what was nice was the fact that I was already in the band and people knew me. I think it made it an easier transition and people kind of were rooting for us, you know, really, right. we really had an underdog vibe where people were rooting for us because I was already in the band. So it wasn't mm -hmm. like, oh, this new person coming in. So she's a newbie. Out. Exactly. It's still the same people writing the songs and stuff. It's just now he's got a higher voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's kind of came about. But, man, from the first show we had, which there was some Veterans Hall in New Jersey. I'm trying to think where it was. Cherry Hill, maybe. But that first show, I remember being so fucking nervous and just kind of shaking, just like, this is going to be weird as hell. And then as soon as that show started, everyone just erupted. You know, it was just a madhouse of just energy and fun. And uh, after that, I, it, was, it was okay after that. I, I still do sometimes. Um, I just kind of black out when I'm on stage. Sure. Um, I don't, you know, everything just kind of, it's all emotion and energy. And then mm -hmm. I don't really understand what happened until the end. Um, I think <laughs> right. that might be some car compartmentalization on my part as well. Um, but just just having those people there you know all that energy projected at you and you know feeling loved and feeling accepted really really helped me uh with that transition as well and it's i'm still learning to be a front man <laughs> in a lot of ways it, <laughs> but, it's um, so hard though i mean like yeah just the whole going from you know just even just your movements you know you like uh -huh. as a guitar you could just kind of stand there you get that rock stance going sure. you can't just rock stance as a vocalist it doesn't <laughs> work that way <laughs> you can but you have to do it well you know yes. that was another thing too when uh you know we would tour and i would you know my thing i just get up there and i just explode with energy i'd run around i could get that all out and then we'd play these um shows opening for other bands where 
you know, there was a bunch of instruments and stuff behind us all, all backed and we, we couldn't move anywhere. So it was right. me like not being able to do anything and just getting so frustrated uh, because I couldn't move around and stuff too. And there's an art to that too, of appreciating that, Hey, you can still make it fun and stuff without being a, a madman either, but that's all, that's all learning, you know, and that's mm-hmm. kind of all I've been doing, kind of figuring myself out slowly, but surely, you know, till this day. So with that, I mean, so the first album with you on, on vocals was skip school, start fights, which, right. you know, started that chapter. So was the reception um, for the new lineup all positive or was there any, like, was there any backlash at all? Um, I think people would have still always say, you know, like um, I liked him better with Colin. Uh, and that's something I always understood too. Cause I, I love Colin's voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked this better with Colin. So I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> Colin doesn't want to do it anymore. What are you? But for the most part, I, I know, because even like, you know, skip school outsold stick up, you know, too. like it from right from the get go, we were, you know, we were on the right tours and we were selling crazy amounts of skip school start fights. So like, that's, uh, that was definitely, um, vindication and validation for us that that we were onto something you know we we originally thought was special and you know it obviously connected with a lot of people so there was something there um so you know you're always going to have people who don't quite dig what you do or like you know shit i like some bands that their old vocalist better you know it's just going to happen and uh right. you know a lot of that too is people attaching their their memories and stuff to albums and songs um you know so people say it's just not the same no it's not you're right but you know, now we've done the same thing with, with our records going forward too. So it's just part of the game. And, um, for the most part, we, you know, I feel like we, we made it, we, we did the impossible when a lot of people didn't think that uh, we were going to last. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I remember when stick up like came out, that's what I was introduced to, but it really wasn't even uh, for me until skip school star fights came out that I was like, well, shit. Like I, I used to play that album on repeat. Yeah. Like that, I loved that album. Uh, and I feel like we were kind of finding our sound more too, you know, like mm-hmm. we did, um, this is a stick up and that was a, an amalgamation of, you know, five years of being on the road and, and writing right. songs. We mm-hmm. had super old songs that were like the first songs we've ever written. And then we had songs, you know, brand new ones like body bags. So like right. we were kind of finding out which way we wanted to go anyway. And even when, you know, Colin officially decided to leave, we already had, um, you know, stay out, drop the girl, don't wait, already written, you know, because that was, we, I think we find a, we found, we were finding our, our, uh, our stride, you know, where we wanted to go, where we wanted to take our direction to. So it wasn't like we had to change everything. Um, and in fact, I think probably with our guitar tuning and stuff, it helped that my vo- vocals were a little higher than Colin's because we had to right. tune shit way down with Colin um, because he was, you know, so much lower of a range than I was. Right. So it kind of worked out in our favor with that too, where, um, we didn't have to uh, get baritone guitars, which I ended up getting anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we have a, a a Discord channel to where we offer people the option to come up with questions uh, for for our guests, and this is actually the first time we've been able to get a a couple questions. And there was a couple in there that I thought were kind of funny. They're just goofy, dumb questions. Um, but because you brought up body bag, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to ask." Um, some one person asked, "How many people have you put in a body bag?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, zero, zero so far. Well, that I know of. Yeah. Who knows, like butterfly effect? Like what? What little things I've done? If I like 
picked up a nickel going down the street one time that led to someone's death. That's, that's possible. I might've killed a bunch of people. <laughs> that's um, fair. I don't know if you're keeping up, but uh, I get sent this link on uh, from TikTok like every day now. Uh, okay. it's a comedian named George uh, Brennerman, I believe. Okay. Um, but he's, he's got a whole thing on, he's talking about body bag. And uh, he, he pretty much just says what, <laughs> what body bag is. <laughs> you know, it's like a, like a whiny pop punk nasally voice singing about killing people. Um, and that's like hit TikTok and gone like viral. So it's funny now that I see, um, when I check stuff out, I just see people like telling stories about how they know what the song's about and stuff. And it's really funny reading these just lies <laughs> that people say. Like, I talked to Nick and he told me what this song is about. It's about a fight in a gas station where they left somebody. And it's always really funny how uh, people just make up their own stories. <laughs> Absolutely. They all want a story it. to tell. I'm not correcting anything. I'm Don't. letting it fly, baby. I, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna say, you know, I'd ask you, but let's not, let's leave it. Let's not Just let anybody it. know. No one, they, they all got to come up with their own idea of what it means. Yeah, it belongs to the myth now, man. That's yeah. all. <laughs> so we had one other question that I thought was fun from our Discord. It was, uh, how far of a walk was it from your house to three hundred nine? Oh man, that was like. I think from the house we wrote that at probably about 10 miles at least all right well now you get some chafing for sure <laughs> for sure especially if you're going back and forth yeah yeah <laughs> right on uh let's see <laughs> now i have to get back to where my actual questions were <laughs> fucking pulled up the discord um Okay, so so hit the lights released their late the latest single all messed up Christmas Day of 2018. Are there any future releases or shows in the works in the plans? I will I will just say yes and I'll leave it at that. It's a good enough answer for me. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> now we can be all like excited for when it for when it's announced. I'm excited too. Good. I I would I mean I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> uh you've recently been featured on tracks from some amazing up-and-coming bands that we've worked with over at unsigned pop punk uh wishing well by further north false start by out of time and stay the cool. same by gold steps who you kind of worked on the whole ep or album yeah correct yeah yes. what, what do you love the most about collaborating with other artists um i i love um I love getting in someone else's head, coming up with some, uh, coming up with with song um, song ideas and and uh, song themes that really matter to them. You know, um, you know, I whether it's you know getting diving deep into someone's you know faith, um, the, the loss of a loved one. My favorite thing is getting in there and coming up with a concept that means something to them. Um, I, I've especially with, with hit the lights and stuff too, we would be with some producers and stuff where like we would write these songs with them and, you know, we just wouldn't feel a connection to them. And that was always mm -hmm. something like, I never want to just write a song with someone that they don't have a connection to, you know, what's the point if they're not up there and they can, they can't feel anything when they play it, what's mm -hmm. the fucking point. So when we're trying to find a theme or, or what we're trying to say about songs that about, I, I love getting to know that person, that artist, um, and, you know, talking through these things and, and, uh, you know, I think in a lot of ways too, I'm just taking what I've learned and passing on to them too, where, you know, we're just, we're just building off those ideas of those, you know, questions about, you know, anything from, 
from life, love, happiness, all that stuff, and just saying, okay, how can we extrapolate on this? How can we turn this into something that now the listener can also, um, you know, want to be a part of, you know, that they can also feel something as well. Um, so I think that right there is one of my favorites, digging in and, and finding something that means something to that artist um, so we can make something special. And then um, I love at the end, I love releasing music. I love when they release music. I remember when I first started getting into producing, I, I was curious how it was going to be because I love releasing my music and seeing what right. people have to say. And I wanted to know what the difference was when it comes to an other artist. And um, there is no difference. I feel the exact same. I'm so excited to get it out and read what people have to say and see if people connect with the songs and stuff. It's, it's the best. It's, it's having, putting out a song that makes a connection with someone like, I don't know what else you could possibly want. It's the, the coolest shit ever. And it's, it's beautiful. And uh, I don't know I'm happy whenever I'm a part of that. Heck yeah. So when it comes to like um, just the different aspects, I guess, or avenues you can choose, what, what do you find the most enjoyment out of? Would it be performing live or like the producing, like behind the scenes in the studio aspect? I would say hearing the song finally come together, especially being in the studio, especially doing some serious songwriting um, excursions or whatever you want to call it. It, it can get really hard. Um, mm -hmm. And I make sure that we're, we're pushing ourselves and putting our all, we're not half-assing anything in there. Um, so it can get tumultuous too, especially when you have a bunch of band members together too. Someone might be on the same page. Someone might not be on the same page. Um, so like putting that work in and then finally getting to the spot where you're hearing those songs come together and getting those aha moments. Like there it is. Oh, mm -hmm. there it is. That's, you know, having these moments where, you know, there's these parts of the song that didn't work and then you're snapping these Legos together and all of a sudden you just hear it. And it's just those, you know, there's big moments in the studio where you can find, there it is. There's that song. There's that idea. You know, that's the best. I love love that shit put it in a line and snort it that's my that's my <laughs> shit dude i agree i'm a big i'm a big fan of uh the studio process um because i feel like, at least for myself there's i, I get a lot of anxiety for performing like sure. on like on stage and stuff so there's a much less uh anxiety involved to me <laughs> yeah. than, you know when being able to be in the studio and i just love that whole process yeah, writing it's a magical and reading. thing. It's a magical time. And it's not always easy. And sometimes you you want to, I don't have any hair, but if I did, I would want to tear it out. I um, feel you, man. I got yeah, you. We're, we're there. there. <laughs> but um, at the end, it, it's, you know, it's, it's always worth it. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, there's 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 those times where you're going in and you're going into the studio and you'll have everything. Everything's ready to go. Everything's prepped. You did all the pre-production. It's all good. And then one member is like, you know what? I've never really liked this part. I'm like you, son of a. Bitch. <laughs> God damn it, Terry! Flipping <laughs> tables. That's it. I'm done. Ah, <laughs> uh, to be in a band, yes. Yes, those days. <laughs> if you could give our listeners before, so well before we head off into the next segment this is the last question for it awesome. before we go into that if you could give our listeners one piece of advice that you know now that you wish you knew when you were first starting out what would it be oh that's always a good question with thousands of different answers oh always <sighs> i would say 
always, and it's going to sound so cliche, but always go with your heart first, especially mm -hmm. when writing things, especially when you get involved in the music industry and, uh, you know, compromises need to be made and stuff. Um, I think going with your heart and your gut, um, even though, even when it might be taking a chance on yourself, um, even when it maybe puts you in, in a place where you're not sure what's going to happen, I think that will always be the move over settling and always, always wishing that you took a chance on yourself. I mean, if you're going to go into the music industry, you got to be able to bet on yourself. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's nice too, because we are in a time where, you know, I, I, I it's not like, I, don't, I do not think that labels are obsolete by any means. No. Um, it just changed. But, but the, the relationship now that you can have with your fans, just as an independent artist, with all these facets of social media and stuff and, um, and, and merchandise and, and, and just uh, cultivating, um, you know, a, uh, a group, you know, your discords, all that stuff. Right. There's so many cool tools to utilize now and, uh, and a chance to really connect with your audience like you never could before. Mm -hmm. um, speaking with, I'm speaking as someone who does not do anything nearly enough, <laughs> but I see a lot of it. It's very inspiring of all these artists now that, you know, they're just doing it on their own. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they are literally doing all this stuff before the label even gets involved. They are building right. this, this fan base and stuff off of just their love and passion and time that they put into that. And I think it's so fucking cool. And yeah, the internet ruined music sales for sure, but there's definitely a balance there. Uh, when you can have a really beautiful connection with so many more people now and cultivate that, that I think mm -hmm. is, uh, is definitely magical. Right. Yeah. I mean, the whole landscape's changed. And one of the things that, uh, you know, from interviewing people from all different like aspects just in the industry is, is being able to change with those times. Some people have a hard time with it. Some people thrive. Um, but I love the fact that, all of the avenues that you had to take before are all very reachable like Absolutely. now um, to where they, it wasn't before, you know, you had to know people, you had to figure out how to know these people, yeah. uh, you, you know, and it's like, now it's kind of like, well, you can, I mean, doesn't mean you get to know them or you'll become friends with them, but you can at least know who they are and make yeah. an attempt. I mean, you're not necessarily going and standing out in the street and uh, having someone listening to your your Walkman with your CD in it, mm -hmm. uh, which is a little better now. More people can hear your music, but at the same time, now it's like there are a billion people all all with their Walkmans out, wanting you to listen to. Oh so, yeah. You know, trying to find your audience and stuff is is a whole new ball game. But you know, the tools the tools are there uh, that you can be successful, and a lot of people are. You know. Yeah, as long as you're willing to put in the effort. Now it's just a whole different type of effort. Absolutely. Cool. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our next segment. Imagine having all the best up-and-coming pop-punk emo ska and alternative bands all in one place. In a once-in-a-lifetime playlist. Unsigned Pop Punk presents the Unsigned Pop Punk Playlist. 50 new songs from the best up-and-coming bands in the scene today. All your favorite artists you've never heard of yet. All of this for just $3.99. 
Go on your computer phone now and listen to the best new artists today. Or submit your own music at www.unsignedpoppunk.com. And we're back. Now we're going to get into... That's a big truly. That's a big boy one, isn't it? Yeah, it's there's like this much left. I took it to a pool yesterday. I bought one. So now I can use it for my movie. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't... You got to be prepared for these kinds of movies. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to hop into our obscure questions segment. Normally, this has a little less musicy stuff and just more random talk. However, I decided today that I'm going to bring this segment that I was going to start in. And I'm going to I'm going to start poking these in all all the episodes now. All right. So we're going to we're going to do a variation of the game Kiss Mary Kill. Thinking of the your hit the lights catalog. Okay. Pick a song that you personally love that's like just yours, no matter popularity or not. So one you personally love, one you'll play forever, and one you have to get rid of. Oh man, these are all hard. Okay. <laughs> I personally love um I personally love a, a song called Revolutions and Executions. Because uh, the guitar riff is really hard. <laughs> so I like to make my other guitarists play it. Yes. I like to write things and then uh, make them play it. <laughs> nice. Um, now the one is, uh, what, playing it live? The one to play yeah, live? The one you'll play live forever. Oh, I mean, body bag. Easy. We always have to. Um, it'd be that or stay out. Um, and then one that I don't like. Yep, one you got to get rid of. Good question. Buh, 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 buh. I'll probably say Faster Now from Invicta. Fair Not enough. a bad song, but I just don't give a shit. And, that's, you know? and see, that's the thing is it doesn't have to be a bad song. It just has to be a song that you don't care about. <laughs> yeah. And I can't, I can't stress enough how much i completely understand um the the plane of guitar riffs that are more that are difficult um see i do that to myself at least i used to do that to myself and i was like because yeah. i'd play guitar and sing and i was like you know what i could play this riff I'm like yeah well i can't do both <laughs> not that talented <laughs> and Dude, uh, I'm with you. but you know in the you, you when you're in the studio that shit doesn't matter I don't yeah. have to worry about that yet. <laughs> no, I love writing studio riffs. I and but, I, I even go and I record the studio riffs, and then and then you know, yeah. Kyle or Kevin or Omar will will start to practice it for tour, and he's like, "I fucking hate you, dude." I was yeah. like, I, "I understand that perfectly. Mm -hmm. You're right." You see, you record. See, I was just like, you know, record that, and I'm like, "That's a future Pat problem." <laughs> exactly. Well said. <laughs> so. <clears throat> This is the science question I was talking about. So looking all right. at all of the new photos from space that we've been, that have been just coming in from NASA and all the galaxies photographed, how long do you think until we finally form a federation of planets and more importantly, find other life out there amongst the stars? Um, well, I, I imagine that, Probably, I think we'll probably find some, some at least uh, some evidence that there was life on Mars, whether that be bacteria, fungus, something like that. I think it's only a matter of time before that. Um, 
as far as like a federation thing, one, maybe we already did it. Maybe that's kind of what we're seeing, you know, with this UFO thing. I think in, in a way, uh, I, I think the aliens are already here. Mm-hmm. I think that they are just on a, at a different frequency, maybe a different level of consciousness that we still need to evolve to, to understand. Um, I don't think that we'll be finding aliens that, that are on our level physically right now, because, well, I guess, unless we figure out, you know, how to, how to make, go through wormholes or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think by the time we're, we're that advanced to explore the stars, we'll realize that we don't need, uh, ships to do that at all. That's my take on it. Uh, and I'm an idiot. So that's, that's all I had to throw out. I think in a lot of ways it's probably already happened. It's probably happening right now and they're already around us. We just don't understand like how ants don't know that we're around them. I think it's probably mm-hmm. the same thing. Probably. Now, with along those lines then, so do you think that Tom DeLong knows? Does he fucking know? Because I think he fucking knows, man. He, he sure swears he does. Uh, I don't know what's... They do a good job of this dis, disinformation, you know, where it's just like everything could be bullshit. Everything, you know, they just feed little pieces of truth into the social consciousness every couple of decades. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's probably involved in something now, whether it's someone uh, using him uh, or if he's, you know, really onto something and, and uh, with some group of people that, that are the good guys, bad guys, I don't know. Um, Have you read his, the secret, any of his books? No, I've tried to look up cliff notes because I don't okay. want to read them, but he, he, listen, he makes me want to, okay. Dude. He's doing good with his, with his marketing. And I think that's what puts me off too. Cause I'm like, motherfucker, if you know this, why, why wouldn't you put it out? Why wouldn't you say it? So, so straight up, I've read all of them so far. <laughs> okay. Well, dude, we're going to talk more then. We okay. Could. They're great. Okay. Um, so he has like two different, like series or sets of like books there's one that's like all like facts type stuff and it's all like these are like the events and how these happened and like research and stuff and then he's got this series of books called secret machines and uh i think there's only two of them out so far i could be wrong and he folds all these facts that he has into the story right yeah so in this yeah that's the secret machines books are like it's like a story but what he so the names are supposed to be different but it's a story like it uh, it's like entertainment like you know like somebody just wrote a book based off of facts yeah that he was given now whether he's trolling us or not they're great they're very yeah. good books. Well, then I, I might take you up on that, and I might get into it then. You should. You should check them out. I, cool. I've Thanks. I've uh, sent a few of my friends that way, and they enjoyed it as well. Yeah, do you <laughs> actually read the book, or do you do audiobooks? <clears throat> um, I've done both. I, okay. I'm a big audiobook guy, but I've read, like, uh, one of the things I like to do is I like to do both, if I can. Sure. Like, I'll, I'll listen to it when I'm driving and stuff, and then, like, in bed before i go to sleep i'll try to like read where i left off okay gotcha i'm the same i walk my dog you know and or gym stuff riding the bike right through the car like i'm always podcasts or books audiobooks so um I'm, i might have to take you up on that dude I, i'm very curious definitely curious they're good good stuff um 
so not taking account into movies, what would you say is a guilty pleasure when it comes to TV shows? Oh, good question. Guilty pleasure. Hmm. So like for mine, yeah. it is mine is getting stuck actually being entertained by reality dating shows that my wife puts on. <laughs> uh, no matter how much I want to fucking hate them. Um, we found ourselves going back and re-watching Flavor of Love. Oh wow. <laughs> you remember that? Of course. Yeah, so good. <laughs> So my wife does the same thing too. She's <clears throat> recently been watching this uh, "Marrying Millions" or whatever. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, it's fucking awful. Yeah, they're um, so like, bad. Yeah, not, it gets me rage watching it. You know, mm -hmm. like I'm watching this is fucking terrible. And then, but then at the same time, I'm just getting involved. Like, oh, this motherfucker. Oh, yeah. this one wants it. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm getting my neck going and stuff too. And like, it got, it's got me. Yes. I think. Dude. Um, with mine, it's not. It's more YouTube shows, I guess. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, my guilty pleasure is things like the uh, like the John Campia show and stuff, where they just talk about things like Marvel movies and okay. shit like that. I'm I just nerd out about hearing about yeah. the inside things on who's getting cast and who's having problems and all that stuff. Oh, and sure. And I catch myself sometimes thinking like, "What are you doing, dude?" <laughs> it is oh, what it is, I, though. I'm I I dive deep into into. Uh youtube i like toy galaxy that's a yeah great follow channel. that love toy galaxy so much love yeah so toy i do a lot of the youtube stuff over tv shows when i'm like eating mm -hmm. or something like that because i'm in my back room a lot of times working on music anyway so i'm taking my breaks i go to my youtube subscription channel and then i'll do the toy galaxy john yeah. can't be a show mm -hmm. uh, like new rock stars all that crap i uh, also have a very huge like love and respect for like competitive eaters uh that is a, a major like matt stoney i love matt stoney or joel hansen is probably one of the most like incredible human beings i've ever seen he is a specimen <laughs> dude you got okay i'll tell you look this shit up man look up joel hansen find the craziest thing you could like he he's a competitive eater and a fucking model okay dude's fucking <laughs> jacked he just ripped beautiful and then you'll watch him eat 12 pounds of food it's it's insane so we watch <laughs> i watch that at bedtime because <laughs> that's uh my wife like likes to listen to him as because he's very kind of boring um but but she's like it just relaxes me <laughs> i love it yeah, i'll check great. it out yes it's lots, lots of notes this show i'll have to uh revisit yep well just hit me up awesome i will I'll list them <laughs> <laughs> that is the end of the obscure question segment now we just got one last one it's <laughs> You're just going to speak from the heart, shoot from the hip. Okay. Let me align my chakras real quick. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Star Wars or Star Trek? Ugh. Now? Ugh. That's, uh, They're both so good. Uh, Star Trek. 
Nice. I've been watching so much Star Trek lately. Next Generation's fucking banging, dude. It's so good. And if you have you watched Picard? No. Get it. Okay. So good. So good. Okay. Mario or Luigi? Mario. Now, this one is a little more tricky. You're going to have to dive real deep into the, into the cavities of the brain. Bring yourself back to your youth. All right. This isn't a either or question. Okay. Can you sing me the bagel bites jingle? Pizza! Uh, the just at the end pizza and supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. You got it. That was it. There was a lot of mumble in the beginning, though. It's like, yeah. it's in the morning, pizza in pizza the evening. evening. Pizza at supper time. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Okay, I guess it's when pizza's on a big up, you can eat pizza anytime. There it is. Whew. Right. You, dude. Professional, hold dude. Hold up. First off, I'm sending that over to Bagel Bites, okay? I'm calling <laughs> my guy. I'm going to be like, Bagel Bites, new commercial. We're going to call Nick Thompson. I need it. I need that BB money. <laughs> you need that Bagel Bites money. <laughs> I do. <laughs> All right. Gwen Stefani or Haley Williams? Gwen. Hard I think it's Haley, Love Haley, too. No, no. See, one of the things I always like to t- remind everybody, this is nothing to do with, like, this person sucks or this person sucks. is personal preference. And, I mean, me, I grew up listening to No Doubt. It's gonna be Gwen Stefani. Queen, how is she hotter now? How do you do that? Oh, yeah, oh, um, she's a Queen. vampire. That's why. Yeah, that makes sense. All those, all the, the fetus spinal fluid. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like uh, Charlie Theron. Yeah. Didn't know if yeah. you knew vampire. Yeah, vampire. So. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. From a scientific standpoint, that all makes sense. George Clooney, vampire. Vampire. Mm-hmm. He's the king, actually. Um, hard shell or soft shell tacos hard i will crave a hard shell taco really hard but i'll never like get crazy for a soft shell taco but i would always prefer it yeah like if i'm doing things like driving trying to eat a hard shell taco from taco bell it's it's a death sentence you know there's no point i still do it but it's just the fucking worst it's the worst i don't know why um so i think soft shell is way easier to eat but i i need that crunch I agree, especially if now if we're talking Taco Bell, I mean, you know, Doritos Locos. Oh, that's my hard shell. Cheesy Gordita Crunch. Fuck with that, too. Oh, that's, yeah, that's that's my bet. That's the best. That is my Taco yeah. Bell Supreme. Yeah, that's how I'm earning my diarrhea for sure. Yeah. And you get and you. You earned it. Yeah, you earned it with that. I got a bidet. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Hell yeah. My wife won't let me get one. Oh, she's. Listen, just she doesn't do know. She'll thank know. you later. She will. She will. Last one. <laughs> Some 41 or yellow card? Oh, that's a great one, too. I'm going to have to go with yellow card. Yeah? Okay. That's a hard one, though. It is. But they're really two different one. spectrums of popcorn. They are. Right yeah. And I, I love them both. So, yeah, that's some hard ones, dude. Fuck you. That, hey, you're welcome. I want. <laughs> I wanted to make you work for it. You earned it though. Cause you earned it. You did it. You finished the podcast. Now it's your chance. You can let everyone know what you got going on, where they can <laughs> find you. <laughs> What's next? Oh man. Williams. 
camera over there camera over there let the people know what you got going on camera camera here you got a camera here well listen folks please uh if you can check out uh thief club that's uh my little project on the side um got a uh a new ep coming out in two months so you can get it now uh for 10 bucks uh, on my website you can get five tracks and a music video and uh if you do that you'll join a mailing list and then i'll be sending my other new video to you as well um got gold steps my peeps and gold steps they've got a new record coming out their pre-order starting the 19th they're releasing another single they've already released two they're fucking wonderful Mm-hmm. Um, more worth your time and money too i'm so excited for the world to hear these songs uh and then keep your eyes on uh on htl i won't touch the fucking facebook until there's actually something <laughs> going on because i've made the mistake of of like changing a profile picture before and everyone just like it's happening i will not touch it until stuff's going down but um once it does <laughs> it's happening yeah, <laughs> I'll never do that again. <laughs> never do it again. I just really liked this picture. <laughs> <laughs> just switch it up. Just make it just a, hit the lights thing. It's just a nice picture. I had to just everyone just crush everyone's spirit when nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. I'm, I'm going on record now. I'm sorry, guys. And that won't happen again. That profile pic won't change until shit's going down. Right on. Well... <laughs> You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. There we go. If you see that change in picture on Facebook, know something's coming. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, that's it. This has been another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go? A podcast about life in the music industry. And we'll see you next Monday. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Please hit that like, subscribe, or follow button so you never miss an episode. And thank you so much to those of you who already are. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you stream your podcasts. If you're in the position to help us grow and like behind-the-scenes access and exclusive shows, head on over to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash unsigned pop punk let us know in the comments who you'd like to see on the show and what other content you'd like to see thank you all so much